Hello and welcome to Relationship Brush Skew, the podcast. It starts with you. Every relationship in your life begins with you. How you react, how you feel about yourself, if you're healed or not. Um, it, it is literally the key to every successful relationship you have is if you have a healthy relationship with yourself. So let's get going because today we're going to talk about, you know, um, turning things around in your relationship. And I want you to remember, I want you to have a relationship that is thriving, not just surviving. So um, when you, you you get into your relationship, initially, you know, we have this romantic love and that will be my next podcast, by the way, I'm, it will be all be, it will be about romantic love and how that feels and how it starts. But what we, um, as we start to demonstrate love towards someone else, the person, you know, the partner that we're choosing to be with, we learn that we are lovable. And we learn actually how to love more deeply. So if I choose to bless my partner, to be good to my partner, to show my partner love, I'm going to feel in turn more blessed, more loved, more loving even. So, you know, you you really do what you give is what you receive. So if you give love, you receive love. If you give anger, you get anger back. It seems so simple because it is, but of course life happens and, you know, when things get in the way and our past get in our way and the unhealed parts of us get in our way or, you know, our knee kick jerk reactions get in the way. You know, you, you've heard the saying, do I prefer to be right or be happy? So I ask my clients, you know, to ask themselves when they're faced with a situation in which they want to argue with their partner, their spouse. Ask yourself, is this a hill I want to die on? It's exact asking that exact question. See, there are very few hills I die on anymore. I will die on a hill. I will only argue if, and, and, and I shouldn't use the word argue. I will try to get my point across if my values, morals, ethics um, uh, are feeling, are being questioned or if I'm feeling attacked. She's treating someone with compassion in love is much more likely to elicit a healed and peaceful response. The ego isn't looking for someone to love. It's looking for someone to attack. And so your partner is that perfect person, unfortunately, to attack. Why? Because they trigger you. You're, you're getting triggered on a, 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 a pretty fairly regular basis if you're in the power struggle. So what we do is we end up dying on every hill. Everything that our partner says or does, we take offense to. But here's here's reality. Treating your partner or someone with compassion and love is much more likely to elicit a healed and a peaceful response. Right? Okay? That is the reality. See, we're not here to audition one another. We're not here to put our spouse partner on trial. Or we're not here to use other people to gratify our ego. We're not here to change a person, belittle them. We're here to support each other, forgive, to heal, and love one another. And the the most growth for anyone can happen within a relationship, if you allow it. 
See, humans can act awful when they're motivated by insecurity. When we do not seek external approval, we are at our most powerful and our most peaceful. Nobody can disempower you emotionally or psychologically when you approve of yourself. See, you cannot live for long periods of time within the polarity of being true to yourself and needing the approval of others. At some point, you will realize that if you live that way, you're doing more harm to yourself by being what you think you should be um, so that someone, your spouse, approves of you. So compromising who you are to gain the approval of a partner or anyone is basically a specific example of giving away your spirit. It makes us think that we need another person to make us complete when in fact we are complete and whole as we are. So when you start to realize that you are complete, you are whole, that this person that you're with, your partner, your spouse, your loved one, isn't there to make you whole. They're not there to face, um, to make you face your fears. They're not there to fill your voids. They're there for love and connection. See, joy felt alone has a cap, has a limit, okay? You can only feel so much joy. But when you have a partner or a spouse that you have a love and connection with, there is no feel, ceiling on joy. So think about when you've um, you know, gotten great news or you know, you're excited about something. When you um, contain that excitement within you, you can only feel so much joy. But if you're connected with your partner, with your spouse... And that's the first person you want to share your good news with. And that joy that you feel becomes doubled, actually quadrupled, because you're sharing it with that person you love. But here's the problem. Under the ego's guidance, we're always looking for something, yet we're continuously sabotaging what we found. We're always sabotaging our relationship because we're looking at our partner to fill our voids. We're looking at them as imperfect people because that makes us, us feel better. We're never looking at what they do right. We're always looking at what, does, what they're doing wrong. Where does your power lie? Our power lies in being non-reactive. See, when we attack back, we initiate a war. I want you to know something that whatever you are looking for in life, you will always find. So I want to urge you to start looking for the goodness in your partner, for the love in your partner. And I want you to start nurturing those areas. Don't attack back. Don't react in those knee-jerk reactions. If you feel you're getting triggered in any way, take a step back, take a deep breath. Is this a hill I want to die on? Is this worth being right? Or is, or is my, is happiness, you know, a, a much more better option? We can choose to focus on the guilt of our uh, partner or spouse's personality, or we can focus on their innocence. We can see them as a fellow human being and as a person we're connected with that that is navigating life along with us. When you allow another person, okay, to in the name of compassion to begin to rely on you rather than on themselves, it's compulsion. It's basically your power tripping, and you don't even realize your power tripping. So to the extent that you allow other persons to make you responsible for them and them 
to um, be responsible for your happiness. You have allowed them to make you powerful and them powerful so you can feel worthy. But that's not the goal of a relationship. The goal in a relationship is to help each other grow stronger within yourselves and each other. It's a solo and relational partnership. It's about self-love, loving yourself so you can love your partner. And that is when you were going to find the peace and the love and the joy and the connection and the relationship. Stop trying to control what is not your business to control. Someone else. You're, 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 you're not supposed to control your partner. And stop trying to fix what is not in your power to fix. See, what you're trying to control is much better off with your help, without your help. Your relationship is so much better off without you trying to help control your partner. And what you're trying to fix in a partner can't be fixed by you anyway. The only thing that happens when you try to be in control and fix them is the relationship will get worse and worse. So when you start to feel these strong energy responses to your partner or the situation, it is because you have come upon a part of yourself that is asking for attention. So ask yourself, is this an unhealed part of me? Where is this negative energy coming from? Why is it continuously showing itself? You need to examine where the trigger is coming from. Why are, is your partner triggering you? What is it? Is it, you know, you need to dig. You need to get to the bottom of it. If you don't, it will bring the relationship down because whenever you are triggered is when you try to control. Whenever you are cr- triggered is when you attack. Whenever you are triggered is when you react. And all of those things bring the relationship down. See, choice is the greatest power we have. You must choose to be a loving power. Our personal and spiritual growth benefits not just you, but the relationship. Each time you try and avoid an opportunity for growth, you know, so meaning when you're triggered, when you're challenged, and you keep ignoring it and then you get triggered again, the consequences become more severe and the relationship gets worse and worse. We cannot be fearful of these patterns or our dysfunctional habits, our mind viruses, and we and expect to be in a loving and healthy relationship. It will not work. So that means when you and your partner you know, you come together, you bring all of your crap with you from the past. And of course, we don't show that in the beginning of the relationship, right? Otherwise, you know, you're not going to um, probably want to be with that person. You know, it's there, though. And again, I'm going to get to this in 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 an upcoming podcast. But you have to show, you know, um, this healthy side of you. And and then we continue in this relationship until all of a sudden the triggers are too much and the real issues that we might have within ourselves start to come out and show itself. And then your partner is triggered and then, oh my gosh, it's a mess and we are in a power struggle. What you have to understand is what we give to others, we give to ourselves. What we withhold from others, we withhold from ourselves. Taking responsibility for your life means you love your partner deeply And know that to have that relationship that you both deserve, you need to do your part. What is that part? 
I don't know. I'm not talking to you right now. I don't know what that part is. You have to figure it out. Or you can call me and we can set up a call and we can, I can help you figure it out. But there is no relationship in the world that there's, it's only, it's a one-sided problem. You know, and I get people that come to me all the time. They want me to fix their partner. Uh Uh-uh. It's two, two people, two people. See, our comfort zones are very limited areas in which we find it easy to love and live. And it's very difficult for us to find that very small comfort zone in the relationship because we have so many external influences and internal reactions happening. But it's not another person or the universe's obligation to respect your comfort zones. You see, you, you want people, you want your partner, your spouse to not trigger you. You want them to do what you want them to do. You want them to do with what your rule book says for them to do. And when they're not following your rules, you react. But here's the thing. They're going to bust through these comfort zones because they don't even know what the hell the comfort zone is. And sometimes the universe will use your, your relationship, you know, to facilitate growth. So what you have to do is stop and ask, what is my part in all of this? Again, what is my part in all of this? How can I grow? How can I heal? You don't ask yourselves, do not, not, do not ask, how can I fix her or him? How can I get them to do what I want? See, our fear-ridden ways are threatening the survival of the relationship. You can't give to another what you don't have within you to give. So if you have anger and resentment inside of you and, um, you know, other shame, guilt, you know, if you have unhealed emotional trauma, that's what you give, you're giving out. And you have to start realizing that to be the best partner and the happiest you, you have to focus on any of your inner issues. And so does your partner, because you know what, really a relationship can bring about the most amount of healing for anybody. It can, it's a perfect place to actually heal and, 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 and find that massive love and connection. But you, you have to, you have to ask yourself, what part do I own? How can I grow? You can't, you know, wonder how can you get them to do what you want? No. That's, they won't work. So when you start blaming someone else, that means you're holding them responsible for your pain, for your problems. And then you get stuck in anxiety and doubt become, because guess what? Blame doesn't offer solutions. So while any trauma, emotional trauma isn't your fault, healing is your responsibility if you want to break that cycle of a crappy relationship. The minute you unlock your heart, you become an, unstop- an unstoppable force. And I'm going to say it again. The minute you unlock your heart, you become an unstoppable force. Relationships are meaningful because they are opportunities to expand our hearts and to become more deeply loving. You need to take this opportunity to expand your heart. 95, 90% of the couples that come to me blame the other person. I say, hmm, oh, Okay. But guess what? It's never true. The ego is always trying to put the focus on the other person. The ego's purpose is to self-destruct without knowing that you're doing it continuously. And actually, the ego thinks it's keeping you safe. It's not. You have to focus on your own issues and the relationship issues. What are your issues that are combined, that are, um, that are uh, really, that you brought into this relationship? that are attacking the relationship. 
if you feel obsessed and or compulsive about, about another person, it's a pretty good bet that on some level, you're not letting them off the hook. See, when you, when you look inside yourself, you're both a blessing for yourself and in turn the relationship. But the price you pay for not taking responsibility for your own pain and your own healing and whatever you're contributing to the relationship is the failure to realize that you can change the conditions of your relationship by changing your thoughts, by changing your actions, by turning to conscious coupling. The other person doesn't have to, you know, even know that you're making these changes. And guess what? When you make the changes and you start healing, they will start feeling it. They will sense that something's changing. And the, and guess what? That's the, Things will begin to change on their own. It only takes one person to change a relationship. Because guess what? When you start softening up, when you start changing your reactions, when you start healing, the partner begins to soften. They'll start to look within themselves. And that relationship will begin to heal and get exponentially better. Communicating love is central to turning conflict into a resolution. Accepting people as they are has this miraculous effect of helping them improve. Every time you try to improve your partner and try to tell them that they should do this, they should do that, they'd be better of this, you are literally becoming more and more disconnected. But when you accept them right where they're standing and you love them for who they are right then and there, you cannot imagine the effect it has on them. It literally turns them from resenting you to loving you, to wanting to be there for you, to wanting to fulfill your needs and their own. Acceptance doesn't prohibit growth. Instead, it fosters it. So if you're saying to yourself, oh, really, Heather, I'm going to accept my, you know, dysfunctional partner right here. Well, you're, you're, you're definitely part of the problem for, for starters. But secondly, it doesn't prohibit growth. It's going to foster. Yes, accepting the, your partner for where they stand, it fosters it. See, people who are willing, always, people who are always telling us what is wrong with us, they don't help us. Guess what you're doing? You're paralyzing us with shame and guilt. People who accept us help us feel good about ourselves. We relax and we, you know, we start to find our way. But, you know, accepting another person doesn't mean we do not share constructive suggestions. It's our behavior is not so much the issue as the energy it carries. So if I'm criticizing someone to change them, that's my ego talking. If I'm giving suggestions with love and understanding, it doesn't carry that energy of an attack, but rather support. The community, you know, the key to communication is not what we say, but rather the attitude that lies behind what we say, the tone of our voice, our body language. One person speaks and the other hears them. Okay. I am in conversations all day long with clients where both of them, you know, have spoken and no one heard a thing. It's crazy. You know, we get so focused on the negative. See, now here's the thing. I want to tell you something. Silence can be a very powerful form of communication. There have been times when I was wrong. My partner knew I was wrong. And I loved him for having the graciousness not to say anything. Not to say, you know, Heather, you're wrong. And I'm going to fight you till the end of it. It gave me a chance to regroup with my dignity. And I do the same for him at times. So it always ends in love 
and and possibly an apology. Because so so when your partner's you know obviously wrong, obviously doing something that is not right, but you are silent and you allow them to just you know figure it out themselves. They will. And they are, do become gracious that you have not shamed them. When do we speak? You know, it, it is, is the key to communication is not what we say, but the attitude that lies behind what we're saying and how we say it. The other person, your partner, is constantly feeling your energy through the words that we have chosen, our tone of voice, and again, our body language. And the only way you can accept love is if you love yourself. And the only way you can accept someone finding you wonderful is if you find yourself wonderful. So my question is, and I want to leave with this, you know, you with this. Do you find yourself wonderful? Or are you are you consumed with your own shame, your own guilt, your own anger, resentment that has nothing to do with your spouse or partner, but you're projecting it on them? Do you know how many couples do that? They bring their baggage with them and they project that baggage on their partner. And, and they're so consumed with shame and guilt and anger and resentment and sadness and, and, and they can't possibly love themselves, let alone their partner. So what do they do? They feel they're not good enough. They're f- fearful that their partner is going to find out who they really are. So they put up walls, they put up barriers and they create this disconnect. And most likely the partner is unhealthy in some way because that's usually what happens. So I want you to ask yourself, what are you carrying around that you haven't let go of from the past? What are you bringing into this relationship? Because you can turn around your relationship. And you know, here's the thing. It can be done quickly. But you have to take responsibility. Thank you for listening to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. It all begins with you. We will be back next week um, talking about romantic love and how it all begins. You know, if you have any questions, please email me. Go to my website, you know, www.heathercatherinecarter.com. You know, you can sign up for a free call, initial call to see if I can help you or, you know, as an individual or as a couple. Joy, the most joy and love you will find out of life and in life is with sharing that joy and love with another human being. I want you to have that. Thanks again.